Author, speaker, advocate, and change agent, Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view on the new legendary WIGO AM fifteen seventy begins right now. Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view, and I am so happy to be with my audience today. God is amazing. God is good. And I say faith, family, and friends. That is what makes the world go around. Today, we have Michelle, who we're speaking with. And today, hello, Michelle. Welcome to WIGO and Dr. Bonnie Benita. How you doing? Hello. Good morning, Dr. Bonnie. And thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Thank you. So you wrote into us about a situation of being a black mom, a single black mom with a special needs child. So I'd like to talk with you and have that discussion. I happen to be blessed with two healthy children, and that still was work. I mean, real, real work. So being a single mom with a special needs child must be an added pressure that can sometimes where you have to balance what do you do first, what do you do second. So explain to us first what uh, special needs your child has and is the boy or girl and the age and some of the issues that are you're being faced with now so that other moms that may be in your same predicament can understand and also know how to find the proper resources. Well, I have a uh, beautiful 8-year-old who is on the spectrum. Uh, she has Noonan syndrome and also congenital heart disease. Um, and that's a lot. That was a mouthful just saying that there. But uh, my daughter was just diagnosed with uh, autism last year, and that was a major blow for me. Um, as, as I didn't know much about autism uh, in, until I got that diagnosis. And it, it is they say it's more difficult to uh, diagnose females than it is males. It's, it's more difficult to uh, identify because we have, as females, you know, we, we're already, our mind is already so complex. Um, so, so just dealing with that on top of the uh, congenital heart disease. I knew my baby had congenital heart disease and I knew about the Noonan syndrome. Uh, due to her being a preemie uh, with the congenital heart disease and with the Noonan syndrome, that is just a rare genetic disease that causes a cognitive delay. Um, it just means that uh, 
they they just have a, a difficulty processing the um, order uh, and steps. So if you say, "Hey, honey, can you uh, write A B C for me?" She might write C D A. So that that's all that means with the Noonan syndrome. Okay, and you said something about spectrum. I'm not understanding what that means, uh, and most of our audience may not. I've heard the term, but when you said she was on a spectrum, what does that mean? Well, uh, the way it was explained to me uh, by the doctors, it was just that there are more than 200-plus uh, spectrums of autism, and there's just different ranges of it. So my daughter is on a, uh, a, a lower range of the spectrum versus some children who may be nonverbal, uh, who cannot feed themselves, close themselves, who need hands-on 24-hour-a-day care. Okay, and how old is your daughter? She's eight. Okay, good. Okay. And you said you were a single mom. Were, have you been a single mom since her birth, or how did how, how did that happen? Uh, no, I was married when she was conceived, and then the difficulties of uh, Lillian's medical conditions just kind of drove a wedge between her father and I. Okay, and in, in what way? Um, well, it, it, he said it to me as if, like, he felt like, you know, the baby took his place, or I, I was paying more attention to her than to him. Well, rightfully so. If she was diagnosed with an illness that you had to be there for, so you're saying that he did not understand that there was an illness, or he didn't understand that you needed to have more time with your child, your your your, your daughter, or and which is also his child, or what did you understand that to mean from his point of view? Well, it, it's it's all about perception. So we this was their, our first child for both of us, and I just don't believe that he was ready for the diagnosis. Uh, our daughter was born at seven months, so she was premature. She did spend over 60 days in the NICU, and just the going back and forth and speaking with doctors and dealing with specialists, and when our child did decide, uh, the, the hospital did decide to let her come home with us, they felt it was safe enough for her. She had a feeding tube and a heart monitor, and it was just a lot. Mm -hmm. So I don't think mentally mm -hmm. he was prepared to deal with that. Okay, the NICU, that's, is that the neonatal care unit of the Children's Hospital? Yeah, of the hospital, yes, ma'am. Perfect, okay. And so she, you had... Lillian at seven months, correct? Correct. Okay, so, and she stayed in the hospital two months after that as well? Correct. That must have been heartbreaking for you to go home without her. I, I Explain that. How did that feel? It, it's beyond uh, heartbreaking. It, I, I went through a lot. Uh, I think they consider that to be like postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. um, I just shut down and my focus became 100% on her. So now I've heard a lot about postpartum depression. I had a dear friend who, after having her son, decided that she didn't want to live again. And I got a call from her mom, and she explained that she needed help. So we were able to intervene to get her help. It, describe to me what your postpartum depression, des describe to me what that looked like and felt like to you. A lot of self-blame. I blame my baby, for myself for my baby being born early. 
um, for her medical conditions, even though there was nothing I could do about that. Um, it was. It, it took me prayer in my church home and my community to wheel me back in and see that I wasn't by myself. Uh, my spouse did not understand the situation and he wasn't interested since he did have to provide his mind wasn't where I thought it should be. Okay. So I, I, re- I retract that statement of saying he wasn't interested. He was interested, but I don't think, I don't feel that he put as much forth as I did. And do you feel that the child, because of the issues with your child, that that is why that you guys are no longer married or a part of that, or I believe it's part of the reason. Um, okay. I, I have to take accountability for my doing, so I, I did kind of shut down. I did, um, but I felt like in a marriage, you're supposed to stick it out and fight it through through sickness and through health, through death, through us part. And That's right. He didn't hold up his end of the deal. That's right. So when when he chose to drift off, I just let it go. I pray to God and I let it go. My heart goes out to you and a lot of moms who are dealing with the same thing because we have issues even when we have healthy children. We have issues with our relationships, with our family, with our marriages. So to think that God allowed you to rise above all that those things it's just miraculous so now explain to me again so some when you had the postpartum did did you ever think about taking your own life no i did i did a lot of blaming no i love me too much and i love god okay (laughs) yeah that that uh thank you jesus yeah me not wanting to be here for my baby was never an option good good um god never and i praise god every day he never allowed my mind to go there and i do sympathize with the mother's who have those type of thoughts because I do understand that it's a struggle to uh, try to remain who you are mm-hmm. while in having your time while dealing with these issues with your children and, mm-hmm. and feeling like you don't have enough support at home. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was lucky. God, I was blessed, excuse me, yet God never took me down that dark path. Now, did you get any self-help? Uh, did you join any groups, any organizations? How do you feel that you were able to conquer those issues that you had with your um child that had special needs and that you still have today yes i started seeing a therapist at the time Mm -hmm. Uh, i started going to therapy which i think is something that's still very taboo in the urban community and in the black community Um, but i went to talk to someone outside of a family member outside of my spouse who who would not judge and who doesn't have um, a preconceived thought of okay she's like this or she's just saying this because of this no this is an outside person who does not know me who can actually hear what I'm saying and not judge me based on them knowing me previously they can actually hear me because when we talk to our family they hear us but they they are already prejudging because they think they know us they're not actually hearing what we're saying right there at that moment so I knew I had to seek help and, and that's what I did seek some outside help so let me ask you a question. So when you said you did a lot of self-blaming, do you know wh- where did that come from? Where you thought you were were you under the influence of any alcohol or any any drugs or anything? No, uh, I, no no drugs or alcohol. Or okay, so why 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 you think you had the self-blaming then? Because there was nothing that you could have conceivably have done to change the outcome of what happened. At the time I didn't understand that. Okay. That's why I say perception is everything. Mm-hmm. Because um 
instead of self-blaming, if, if I would have went to God and went to prayer first, I don't think I would have went down that path. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, but uh, but mm-hmm. it, it just it, it took me a while to get there. But like I said, when I just felt myself getting too dark, mm-hmm. I reached out to family and my church home, and they reeled me back from that. Well, tell me about Miss Lillian now. So, so what are some of her, the things that she liked to do, her favorite colors, uh, her favorite activities? Tell me a little bit about Miss Lillian. I am so blessed to have her. I thank God for my baby every day. She is such a lively, bright spirit. Um, she is such a character. She loves unicorns and she likes bright colors. Um, she's just, she likes being alone most of the time, mm-hmm. um, but she, she can express herself and I just love the way that she sees the world. I often tell my baby how beautiful her brain is and the way she thinks and I just dream like, oh gosh, if I can only see the world through her eyes, I know it would be fascinating because she still has her innocence and she is so sweet and she is enthusiastic about learning. She tries very hard to achieve things, and she she doesn't let anything hold her back. My baby is a fighter. So so perfect. Oh my gosh, she just sounds like a bundle of joy. So you don't have any disciplinarian issues or anything like that uh, with her at all. Uh, yes, that's to be expected with any eight year old, <laughs> whether they have special needs or not, you know, they grow up and they start to, um, how my mom used to say, you start smelling yourself. You know? <laughs> gotcha. Right. So, you know, she, everybody said, Oh, she, she's so mature and yeah, she, she is. But yeah, we have the normal, Hey, it's your bedtime. Hey, it's, it's time to go to sleep, Lily. Okay, mommy. Or can you put that down or don't do that? She's just, you know, she's a curious eight year old. Good. So now tell me some of the resources that you found that might help other parents that have special needs children. What are some of the resources that you found that have assisted you and helped mitigate the issues that you've had? Oh, boy, this has been a fight. So when my daughter uh, first started going to public school, I had a hard time in the county that we were in finding resources. And surprisingly enough, I had a hard time receiving assistance uh, from the school. Mm -hmm. It's like I had to call the Board of Education. Mm -hmm. I had to uh, request for notices or notes from her specialist at Emory and at, at, at Eggleston uh, to give to her teachers just to say, hey, I do need this extra help. Hey, this is what's going on with my baby. And it, it seems like um, they, special needs children just get pushed to the side a little bit. Um, and that's I so think unfair. It is. And I think mm-hmm. that's due to the funding mm-hmm. um, for, for every special needs child that these counties have and these school systems have. They get funding for that mm-hmm. and they get funding for one on one teachers mm-hmm. and special programs from them. And it's like pulling teeth to actually get the, the schools to do what they're supposed to do. So now how would you advocate then for if 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 I met someone or who who had the same questions about, okay, how do I advocate for my child that has special needs? What do you suggest they do? Well, first I had to go online and look up the community. So there are multiple communities for for mothers 
uh, or parents, not just mother, but parents with special needs children, you just have to go search for them. And then once you get into those communities, then you can start asking questions and other moms who have uh, been there and done that can kind of help walk you through what's going on and how you should approach everything, what all notes you should keep, uh, who's the right person to talk to, how to go down the chain of command, because there is a chain of command that you have to go down and there are specific things that you have to do uh, in order for your child to get an IEP to get that extra help. Now, IEP, what does that stand for? Um, it's it's just a program that they have the children on, a learning program. Mm-hmm. So my daughter, like I stated before, has an issue with um, doing things in orders and certain steps. Um, and so she requires a one-on-one teacher. Uh, my daughter can read excellently, but sometimes she has a difficult time comprehending what she's reading. Okay. So she might need to hear it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Instead of just reading it, she might need to hear someone say it to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took me eight months to even get my daughter an IEP so that she could receive that help. So do you have to request that from the school? You what, do. How does that work? There is there is a system. You do have to request that from the school, and you have to get in touch with the counselors and the teachers and then someone from the special education department at the school. Mm-hmm. They run a number of tests to see if the child even qualifies because they don't go based off the parent just saying, hey, my child needs assistance, mm-hmm. my child needs help. And they'll say, oh, okay, we'll listen to you. We'll do this and that. No, they make you fight for it. So you have to have multiple meetings and the child has to do multiple tests to see if they even qualify for an IEP first. Okay, so it sounds like there's some type of individualized plan that will help your daughter reach her goals in school. Is that what it does? Yes, it's a personal plan. It's a personal education plan. Okay, good. So. So, excuse me, not to cut you off, Dr. Uh-huh. Bond, I just want to tell you that for the IEP. So that it takes notes. It, they take notes and put notes for every teacher that she has. Okay. So they break down that, hey, this person, when Lily's in your class, please do this, please do that. She needs assistance with this. Just to give a, a more of a detail for the parents out there, say, hey, my child might need that. Good. Okay. Yes. So she has that in every single class. Yes, every single class. Okay, great. Okay, and then so you, while you're advocating for her, you're you're telling the teachers, the the school, the principal, uh, the vice principal, you're saying, look, my daughter is smart. She's intelligent, uh, but she has a learning disability. Is that correct? Correct. And then we need your help into ensuring that she is on the same level as other children by taking smaller steps or doing this or doing that. Is that how it works? Correct. Okay, great. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Have you ever gotten pushback from an administrator at the school? And if you did, how did you get around that? Um, I did. I got some pushback. Um, I had I had a situation uh, with my daughter needs assistance. She needed a speech class because of her her speech was not clear. So you couldn't really understand what she was saying. Um the the teacher felt like my daughter didn't need it. And I'm saying, well, her her other teachers can't understand what she's saying. And they said she sounds like a toddler, so I do think she needs that. I had to call the Board of Education and 
file a, a concern and then have them call the school and then get paperwork from her neurologist and then send that to the school and then talk to the counselor and then have a meeting. I should not have had to do all of that to get my child into a speech class. But this is the stuff that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to uh, children and, and, and the special needs children in the public school system. Great. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Can you think of any resources that that a parent, a family member, or someone can go directly to uh, that may answer some of these questions that all parents would have with a special needs child? Well, for the state of Georgia and mm-hmm. for the counties that I know of, parent to parent. The name of the organization is Parent to Parent. They will help you get uh, behavioral therapy. They can tell you um they not tell you, but um, they can direct you into who you need to speak to in order to get things answered. Like I said, there's always a chain of command you have to go through because when you're dealing with these type of children, you're also dealing with money. Okay, great. So, and then the parent-to-parent program you're talking about, is that free of charge? Yes, ma'am, it's free of charge. Okay, good. So I would get the number for parent-to-parent. I would call them, and what would I say? Uh, hi, you introduce yourself. Hi, my name is, is Amanda or my name is Ashley or whoever, Mrs. Johnson, Mr. Johnson. I have a child and this is their disability or difficulties. How can I get help with this? So all you have to do is call and let the people know your situation and they'll hop right on it. They can email you, text you. They have advocates who can be on the phone with you or attend IEP meetings with you so that you're not missing anything for your child they are a wonderful uh, organization and i am so grateful for them okay and i was told by a few other parents that had special needs children that they may also assist with transportation getting to and from the different hospitals the clinics the therapy sessions uh do you know anything about that well that goes with your child's insurance so say if you do not have uh, a vehicle or do not have a ride on that day or for that moment uh, depending on your child's uh, insurance they will provide doctor uh, uh, rights to transportation to doctor's offices therapy to the grocery store to, to the pharmacy to pick up their medicine they will provide all of that great so so you're saying that most of that that care come up under your insurance provider yes that depends on your insurance provider Okay. And is there anything special that the parent would need to do at the school? Uh, do, do we need to bring records to the school? Do we need to bring proof, any type of validation? How does that work? You should always keep a record of all your child's doctor's appointments, every note that the doctor has said after the appointment, um, all diagnosis. I keep an accordion file of all of Lily's paperwork since the day she was born. So I have everything from every cardiologist, every neurologist, every genetics doctor, every primary care physician, every ear, nose, and throat doctor, every appointment she's always been to. Um, I always keep a record of that just in case anyone asks me for anything or if I need something specific to uh 
to, if I need to provide anything to get my child the assistance that she needs, I have it right there at the drop of a dime. What about medication? Is there any special medication? Uh, that depends on the parent, and that depends on the diagnosis of the child. Uh, the only medication my child had was um, a, a, a medicine called omeprazole because she had difficulty swallowing. She had issues with acid reflux. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I do not medicate my child. Okay, well, you have been a fabulous resource of information. Is it possible that if I have any listeners that call in, can I give them your number? So, because um, you're also a member of Sue Sisters United Everywhere, where we stand in the gap for each other. So, is it possible that I could give them the information so you could, uh, they may want to reach out to you and assist you with what's going on? Sure. Uh, a contact number for me, well, a good contact number mm-hmm. for me would be um, a six seven eight eight two five four three one four. Okay, Michelle, can you repeat that again? Once again, that is six seven eight eight two five four three one four. Michelle, I really appreciate you being here and just I thank God for you and I thank God for what you're doing in the community. I thank God for what you're doing with Sue Sisters United Everywhere and how you help us continue to stand in the gap for other women. I also would like to thank our sponsors, the People's Champ, Attorney Brian Poe, and also Eviction Help Now. If you're facing eviction or foreclosure and you need the help, please give them a call at 470-209-1920. That is 470-209-1920. That's Eviction Help Now and Foreclosure help now and we will be right back and thank you again Michelle and God bless you and Miss Lillian thank you Dr. Bonita Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view will be right back
That feel good music lives here on WIGO AM 1570, Ellenwood, Morrow, Georgia. We are the legendary WIGO, Pace Center 1570 AM, Atlanta. Hi, and we are back. This is Dr. Bonnie Benita with A View, and we have with us today Fred uh, from Canton. Fred wrote in and called in about his love for the Republican Party and for Herschel Walker, and after going back and forth with him, I invited him to come on the show to discuss some questions that the audience uh, had about Herschel Walker. Welcome, Fred. Good morning, Dr. Bonnie Benito. Thanks for having me. It's okay. Fred Barnes from Canton, Georgia. Okay. Oh, good. How's Canton? How's Canton doing? Excellent. Excellent. Good. Okay. So help me understand. I had some questions for you, and uh, some members of the audience sent emails that things that they wanted to ask you. Uh, so do you understand the new revelations that Herschel Walker paid for? an abortion allegedly and 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 had two women now that's come out to say the same thing but allegations yes uh, yes yes sir allegations uh but uh he is totally against abortions and women's rights to choose so how do you as a republican square with that sentiment that do you you do you not find any hypocrisy in in any of that if it is true well, yes. And I first of all, I do support Herschel Walker. You know, he may very well be the uh, 51st Republican uh, elected this cycle. I, I don't under, I don't understand. You 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 support him for what reason now? Well, I I, 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 I like to support Herschel because one second. I, yeah, I, I'm I, not understanding. Do, I, do you support him or do you not support him? Or are you supporting him just because it's a black I, man running against another black man? No, I'm not I, understanding I, because I you sound like him. I do. Res- I do support him uh-huh. as well as the GOP. Okay, you don't sound like you're too sure about that. So, so you didn't answer my question. So, do 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 you find any hypocrisy in whether or not Herschel Walker paid for an abortion, drove someone to an abortion clinic, asked a wife to have an abortion, and he is against abortions? Do you find any hypocrisy in that? You're not answering my question. I'm sorry. Well, yes, I do. And as a matter of fact, uh, I'm also anti-abortion. And I have no personal knowledge of the Walker abortion allegations, but there are a lot of things, uh, both real and imagined, in people's parts that uh, become part of this uh, campaign. Okay, so do you feel that you would vote for him even if you found out that he, in fact, paid for an abortion, drove someone to an abortion clinic, made them have the abortion, uh, or leaned on them, pressured him. Do you feel that he has any responsibility if any of these allegations are true? Yes, he does have the responsibility. Okay. So, uh, but you say that you are voting for Herschel Walker, and I'm just trying to figure out why. I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the, the, the state of the uh, 
the United States because of the high inflation, the border security, and the movement to take away funding from the police departments. Okay, so you sound like you're just uh, going off some Republican spiel. Why are you really voting for Herschel Walker, knowing all the things that you know about him? Why are you still voting for him? Because I want to see the Republicans get back in control of the Senate. So whatever it takes is whatever it takes. and, And we have to get rid of Warnock to get rid of Biden. Okay, so so the bottom line is really Biden. You want to get rid of Biden. So if if exactly. Warnock is in the way, then it doesn't matter. You just want so anybody would be running against Warnock, you would still vote for them regardless of what they've done. Yes. Just to for the Republicans to stay in power. Is that that important to you? Yes, it is. I think it's important for the country. Okay, it's important for the country to have someone in office that's hypocritical, that doesn't practice what he preached just to make sure that the Republicans get back in control of the Senate? Is that what you're saying? I think Walker is the best candidate. Yes. And like I said earlier, I think he may very well be the 51st Republican elected this cycle. Okay. So let me let me make sure I understand. Uh, so you you sound like you have modest means. Or would you say you're white collar, blue collar? Yes, blue collar. Okay. So so do you also feel then because a lot of Republicans uh, are, did, did you back Trump? Yes or no? I, I voted for Trump three times. Okay, great. Okay, so do you feel the election was stolen? I do feel that it was. Okay, so so so. Five different states allowed theft in their elections that that actually put Biden in power. Is that what you're saying? Five different states. They were cheating in five different states. Can you see how that doesn't make sense? Of course. You can see how it doesn't make sense? I'm asking you a question. I'm sorry. Yes. So, so I'm sorry. So who do you feel cheated to get Biden in office? Maybe that's a better, easier question for you. I think it was the United States government. Okay. The government cheated to get Biden elected over Trump. That's correct. Okay. So did Trump cheat to get Hillary out? Well, there was some speculation about Russian involvement. Uh huh. But I don't. I don't believe that he he cheated. Okay, so I'm just trying to make sure I understand. So, do you believe when Trump called Raffensperger, who is over the Georgia elections, and asked for eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, uh, that that he did anything wrong? Did Trump do anything wrong? Uh huh. No, I don't believe that. Okay, so asking someone to find you votes that they don't have is not wrong in your mind? Well, at that time, they were still counting and finding votes in Georgia. When you say counting and finding votes, I'm not understanding. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, well, they've they've recounted votes uh, three different times. Okay, and all three times, all three times Trump lost. Do Do you disagree with that? No, I don't disagree with that. Okay, so... So you said they were counting and finding votes. In one of your emails to me, you said that they were bringing in votes 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Explain that to me. Yeah. 
at a su- supposed uh, uh, water main break where they had cleared the building, and then they were bringing in trucks with boxes and boxes of ballots. Okay, it so just seemed uh, very questionable. Okay, so 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 you believe that, that? Okay, so you believe that the boxes and boxes of ballots that were brought in allegedly two and three o'clock in the morning were fraudulent. Were fraudulent right. votes for Biden? That's correct. Okay, you do know that all of those things, those allegations, were found to be false by the FBI, right? That's true. They were allegations. Okay, but do you know they were found that they were unfounded and not true? Do you did you do you know that for a fact? Yes, I, I, that's what I believe. That they were true or not true? That it was untrue. Okay, so if it was untrue, then how was the election stolen? I was just believing what the local media had presented. Okay, so you get most of your information from the media. Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm, local news. Okay, good. Okay, so I'm just I'm just confused. So, so do you think that Biden won fair and square, or the, the election was stolen from Trump? And also, would was, you vote for Trump again? It was stolen from Trump, and yes, I would vote for Trump. Okay, and tell me what you like about Trump, and what 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 difference you think Trump the the Trump administration has done different than what the Biden administration has done? Well, I love what Trump done in 2016. Brought back stability to the economy, uh-huh. jobs, unemployment was record level lows, mm-hmm. uh, stock market returns, uh, 401ks were, were going up. There was all kind of great things happening at that time. Okay, we have someone on the phone, I think that, uh, well, no, I, I, we had a question for you. Okay, great. Okay, yeah, we had uh, we have someone in hold. I want I want put the call through yet because I want to ask you a question before she comes on. I want to find out whether or not um, you believe that a Trump administration in twenty twenty four will happen. I believe it will. Okay, and why are you so sure of that? And then you you said you are a you are a. a Card-carrying Republican, you voted Republican yes. every single election since for how long? Since uh, Ronald Reagan, yes. Okay, okay. And then you made a quip about your grandfather voting uh, Democrat. Explain that. I didn't understand that because you said that that didn't make any sense to you, and it didn't make any sense to me uh, from an email that you sent me. Oh, well, what I meant was my grandfather, it's the first time in 55 years he voted Democrat. He always voted Republican when he was alive. Okay, so now that's some type of joke, I'm sure, um, it, it, because I've I've heard a lot of that. Um, it, that. That's not making any sense. So, so you're saying that you're right. It was a joke. Okay, you're just because you're trying to say that their dead people were voting, and that's how the uh, the Democrats have won. Is that correct? Well, but you they, don't believe that to no, be true, they, do you? Dead people were not voting. They they, they were using uh, in the past. They were using. Hello. Okay. Well, you know what I have. Uh, yeah, I, I have Kellyanne. Kellyanne, did you have a, a a question for Mr. Fred? He's a Republican. He believes that Herschel Walker is better than Senator Raphael Warnock, and uh, he says he's voting for Herschel Walker regardless. Do you have a question for him? 
I've been sitting here listening to this the whole time. Let me tell you, ma'am, that man is getting his information from the Cartoon Network channel, okay? He don't even like, listen, listen, he don't know nothing about the Reverend, okay? The Reverend helped. Get the price down of my mama's diabetes medicine, okay? And you're not going to come on no national radio, okay, and talk bad about the reverend. The reverend helped us. What has the football player done for Georgia? Nothing. And and, and Trump ain't done nothing for Georgia either, sir. So, so, Mr. Fred, you need to go on back to Canton or wherever you come from and go on, sit back on your porch and keep watching them cartoons, okay, sir? Because the Reverend helped get my mama her diabetes medicine, and we need him, okay? Vote for Warnock, people. Don't listen Biden, to him talking about voting for, for the football player, okay, who likes to pay for people's abortions. No, we're not doing that, sir. We're not doing that. I'm sorry, Mr. Canton. No, that makes no sense. Okay, and you said if if you have if you want to get rid of Biden, you have to get rid of Warnock, uh, Mr. Fred. I'm not understanding what that means. Well, that means why know. would you want to get rid of Biden? To, Didn't Biden just pay for all them kids schooling? Why would you want to get rid of him? That's why right. would you do that? You people are not thinking. Kellyanne is right. Why would you want to get rid of President Biden, sir? Well, you look at the economy, you look at the war in Ukraine. The oh, yeah, beloved Trump did that, okay? And he knew people in Ukraine need that help, sir. If your mama was stuck on the side with a road, wouldn't you want somebody to come help her change her tires, sir? People need help. Okay, the pandemic has messed up everything. You can't blame that on Biden. Biden just gave Biden gave us a check at the beginning of the year to help us out, sir. Okay, Biden's doing the best he can with the mess your beloved president left us in. Okay, do do you understand what uh, Miss Kellyanne is saying? She's saying that Trump basically has gotten us into this whirlwind issues that we're having with Ukraine and everything else. I, I just heard some rambling commentary. Okay, you don't a rambling. Oh, you got nerves, sir. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, I'm I'm sorry. So, Mister Fred, uh, Miss Kellyanne says that. Uh, you you don't know what you're talking about, and you're getting misinformation from one of the news channels. Is that I'm possible? on the phone, Mama. I'm coming. Look, sir, I, I'm, let me tell you one thing. Don't come on here telling nobody to vote for no football player who don't know nothing about no politics, okay? The Reverend knows what he's doing. I got to go feed my mama. But y'all, y'all need to stop doing that. Stop advocating for the people that's going to send us down the wrong path. Oh. Vote for the Reverend, y'all. Vote for the Reverend. Uh, well, thank you, Miss Kellyanne. Thank you so much. Thank well, you, ma'am. I, well, I think she told you, Mr. Fred. I think she told you. She sure did. Okay. Um, well, anyway, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that, um, Miss Kellyanne. I and and I, I never heard it quite uh, put that way, but but you made a lot of sense. Um, and yes, I'm, I don't know why I'm forgetting that Herschel Walker was a football player in Georgia because uh, he is held in such high esteem. And uh, either on either 
aisle that you sit on, whether it's Democrat or whether it's Republican, I think the issues are great and dire for the state of Georgia and for the country. I think that Georgia might be the pivotal point of ensuring that the Democrats keep the Senate. Uh, and regardless of which side of the aisle you sit on, hypocrisy is hypocrisy. I think that if you allegedly paid for an abortion, drove someone to an abortion clinic, suggested they had an abortion, enforced that they had one, made them have it, I think that you uh, have some real issues and some real questions that uh, need to be answered. So you felt like it was okay 10, 15, 20 years ago, but it's not okay now. I think those are some issues that need to be addressed by the Walker campaign. And my heart goes out to both of the females that feel that they were misled by him, that they were taken down a dark path by him. And let's face it, we are all responsible for our actions, but to be in a relationship with someone that you care about, that you love, that you've had other children for, that uh, force you to have an abortion is just not right. It is not right. Uh, it's not a good decision, and especially when you look for a mate to be positive, to help you, uh, to help you make the right choices, help you make the right decisions, and one that will come on national television and say he does not know you, doesn't know of you, don't know where the $700 came from, and then, lo and behold, there was a change of heart. He did understand, uh, but the $700 was not for an abortion. It was for something else. And the get well card, well, he sent that to a lot of different people, did not have any meaning to it. So I think that we should all search our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our souls and not be so judgmental and try to stand in the gap for each other. And hypocrisy, set that aside let women choose what they want to do for their own bodies. Why is that so hard to understand? And no country, no president, no one should tell a woman what to do. And with the Georgia abortion ban, they're saying if a 10-year-old is raped and impregnated, she has to have that child. Uh, if uh, you're picked up uh, by a stranger in the woods and get pregnant and, 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 and have his child from a rape or an incest that you still have to bring that child to full birth. Something about that picture is not right and it's not good. So I tell all of you, search your heart, search your bodies, search your minds, and ask God to help guide you in each and every one of these decisions. But also, Stop with the hypocrisy. And and just for the sake of power, you don't care what a person has done, is doing, will do. You don't care because you want to remain in power or take power or take control. I mean, where are the morals? Where are the ethics? Where are the values when you can honestly say, I don't care about what happened. I just want my person uh, to sit on the throne. Something about that picture is not right. So I think you have to also search your heart, search your mind, search your body, search your soul, and ask God to order your paths and do the things that you need to do for you. I, I, you know, at, at this point, no, I am not voting for Herschel Walker. And I feel sorry that 
he was the candidate of the Republican Party. I'm asking them, is that the best that you can do, that you are willing to negate all of your principles, everything that you say you stand for, and turn a blind eye on someone that is allegedly have that type of behavior, then something's wrong with this party. And yes, I think you need to re-examine where you are with this Republican Party. If you can honestly say that you're willing to turn a blind eye and turn a cheek just to make sure that your man gets in and what is it stand by your man so if you continue to stand by somebody that you know has not done the right thing and let's think about it uh warnock has some issues too we all fall short from the goodness and the grace of god but the hypocrisy part is the issues that i cannot square with the hypocrisy and i say how dare any party stand by someone knowing that what they have done is not only wrong, it's hypocritical from what they're standing in front of the people saying today. But um, I can go on this tireless charade over and over and over again. I say vote your heart, your mind, your body, and your conscience. But in the meantime, stand by your faith your family, and your friends to get by because Fred is right. This economy is going to hell in a handbasket. And how do we get to the other side? And if you are like some of us that was not born Clintons or Bushes or Trumps uh, or, or Bidens, if you were not born in a family that has the assets to make sure that you're okay regardless of what's going on in the White House, then you have an issue. So I say just keep your family in prayer. Keep this country lifted up in prayer. I say pray for Herschel Walker. I say pray for Raphael Warnock, the Reverend. I say just pray that God continues to bless this country and bless its people. And if you'd like to join Sue, that Sisters United Everywhere, we are staying in the gap for all females and all families to ensure that they can get ahead and they can make the right choices that will sustain their family. I want to thank our sponsors, Eviction Help Now. I want to thank the People's Champ, Attorney Brian Poe, for always being a part of Dr. Bonnie Benita with a view. I look forward to just sharing with you over and over and over and over again. And I thank you so much. I love you and God. God loves you more. This is Dr. Bonnie Benita with The View. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, callers, and supporters. They are not necessarily those of WIGO, Sheridan Broadcasting, its management or other host or advertisers. The shows found on WIGO, Sheridan Broadcasting can promote their ideas, beliefs, Religion or other personal practice is done. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Bonnie Benito with a view. Please remember to send in any questions or comments to WIGLAM1570.com or you can reach Dr. Bonnie Benita directly at BonnieBenitaWorldwide.com. You can also join our army of volunteer advocates. It takes a village. Our email address is Dr. Bonnie Bonita at bonniebonitaworldwide.com.